Welcome to the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. Fresh off of Talk the Thrones, The Ringer is introducing a new live Twitter after show covering season two of HBO's Big Little Lies. Immediately after each episode, The Ringer's Amanda Dobbins and ESPN's Mina Kimes will be going live to give their initial reactions and break down everything we saw in the episode. And to kick us off, there will be a special season two preview airing on Friday, June 7th at 12 p.m. Pacific. So join Amanda and Mina for Big Little Live every Sunday on Twitter. Welcome back to Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ring of Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Hallowell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And today we're giving our second thoughts regarding Can. Catherine Schwarzenegger has a new podcast. A so, dog podcast. Yeah, <laughs> look out for that one. And then we're going to try our best to, once again, relate to Ringer content. Yes. It's an ongoing attempt <laughs> from us. Every time you hear the bell, we have to change topics, no matter what. And now, let's spill tea. Okay, first category is Tea Time Checks In With. Last week, we did some predictions and kind of like first looked at the Cannes Film Festival. Now it's wrapping up or it's like in the thick of it. Um, So we are doing like checking in again, Cannes Mm -hmm. 2.0. The main thing I heard personally was that this year is, quote, a hot mess in terms of organization (laughs) and like the staffing and stuff like that. Apparently, hundreds of ticket holders got turned away from the (sighs) Once Upon a Time premiere, which we're going to talk about in depth. But just first off, I guess people who have been coming to this festival for like more than a decade, they had tickets that were scanned into the system and then still couldn't be admitted in. Yikes. Um, apparently 200 balcony ticket holders were, quote, held hostage on the red <laughs> carpet, which is a bit dramatic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you have to know, like, the people who are attending this the festival. French people being like, how this? Yeah. And apparently they like all the A-listers came in. They got inside. No problem. Thank God. But then and then the orchestra and mezzanine ticket holders were fast tracked into the venue, which is just the drama. The balcony ticket holders couldn't get into the venue. So people were calling this an absolute catastrophe, blah, blah, blah. So that's first off. Actually, also speaking of catastrophes. Uh Elle Fanning, Uh again, she looks great. The superior Fanning. The superior Fanning. She suffers for her art because bitch fainted. (laughs) Because she had a corset dress Uh on and it was just too freaking tight. Yeah, she like keeled over at the dinner table. Kim Kardashian makes it oh seem God. like you can do that to your body, but you can't. You can't. You really She's can. a freaky robot, and yes. anyone who actually wears <laughs> a corset will faint, like our poor girl, Elle Fanning. Um, but she looked great, at least. She did, and the next day she showed up in like this Dior, like vintage mm. hat. I loved it. Incredible. She really bounced back really well. Good for yeah. her. Um, the main thing that we need to talk about with Ken. <sighs> wow. I'm okay. take a deep breath. I'm taking a deep breath. I'm on the verge of tears. Um, as you know, if you know me, like on Twitter or whatever, not like you know me. Um, <laughs> I, you know that. Sorry. Um, you know that I fucking cannot wait for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. It's nearly three hours. Honestly, let's make it four hours. Um, Quentin Tarantino, problematic fave. Yes, I know he's not like a the most media trained person but um, you could say that yeah yeah but he makes great movies there was a trailer that just dropped it looks so good this trailer sold me more than anything else I've seen more than the pictures and the photo sheets and blah blah blah. this trailer was like absolutely amazing yes and 
we also realized watching this trailer, that's why Lena Dunham knows Brad Pitt is because Indeed. they're <laughs> in a movie together. There. And I do remember when she got cast and everyone was like, really? But then right. there were like a thousand other people cast in this movie. Like mm. there's so many people like popping up in this trailer yeah. that yeah. I don't feel bad about forgetting Lena Dunham. Who are you most excited well, I was excited that we had just been talking about the fanning debate and then Dakota mm. Fanning popped up in this mm. trailer. So she heard us being like, Elle is superior and was like, yeah. just wait. I'm going to join the Manson gang. This is a good get for Dakota because yeah. I feel like yes. either one of them could have played yes. that role. Yes. They've got the same light hair, doe-eyed, 60s, right. 70s look. Uh-huh, for sure. Um, right. But good for Dakota. Her agent had to probably muscle through some things <laughs> to get yeah. her that slot. But good but for her. happy for her, yeah. yeah. And the rave reviews are in. People yeah. got like, what, a seven-minute standing ovation? Yeah, so I'm really excited. <laughs> the uh, yeah, the drama. The other thing that we have to talk about is Margot Robbie playing Sharon Tate, oh, yes. and I want to say justice for Hillary Duff, who is also playing. <laughs> oh Sharon my god, Tate. you are kidding me right now. No, I am not <laughs> kidding you right now. She's playing Sharon Tate in The Haunting of Sharon right. Tate. Yeah, it currently has. <laughs> Oh, relax. It has 1.5 stars on IMDb. <laughs> wow. And the problem mostly is that Sharon Tate's sister, Deborah, has been very vocal about the women playing her deceased She's sister. Been downright bitchy. She has. <laughs> she called Hillary Duff's portrayal classless uh, and horrible. And then she also said Jennifer Lawrence wasn't pretty enough (laughs) to play Sharon Tate and was like, I know I can't really say that, but it's true. I have high standards. So like, okay. So does she approve of Margot? She does. She says that she played it beautifully. (laughs) She was like humble and just like the sweet natured person that her sister really was. She's gorgeous too. She is. But I, you know, poor Hillary Duff, Margot (laughs) Robbie, (laughs) to play that at the same time as Margot Robbie at the camp. Extremely tough. Yeah. Um, Also really quick, huge win for me. Timothy Chalamet was in the, nice. the Jordan Desert shooting Dune and he decided to drag his ass to Cannes to show Hell up to yeah. this premiere. Good. Um, he's got like these, his curls have reached a new level of like oh wild and crazy where you can tell he's been in the desert for like a yeah. month. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, this is a new <laughs> level of like dirtbag chic. Yeah. But yeah, it was a really exciting for me to see him Good. back with Good humans. Yeah. I really don't know how to transition to the other thing we're <laughs> checking in with, so I am just going to say we're moving on. And a follow-up to our conversation last week about the Hollywood Walk of Fame mm-hmm. and how only your true best friends show up for your ceremony and give you a speech. Uh, our guy Guy Fieri got <laughs> a Hollywood Walk of Fame this week on Wednesday. And I want to say congrats, first of all. He gets shat on quite a bit by, like, the food community and, like, those who are very highbrow culinary artists. That's true. But he is pretty beloved in, like, the general public. Uh His brand, his icon. Yeah. Yeah. He, just for those who are Guy Fieri naysayer, he has six best-selling cookbooks. And he has a series of self-branded restaurants going from Virginia all the way to South Africa. They're all over the world, people. So he deserves this walk of fame. He's a global superstar. Most importantly— Matthew McConaughey was there to deliver Guy Fieri's speech, which is the best thing that's happened all week. I wish we could talk only about this. He gave the speech at the ceremony and said that they became friends because at one point, Matthew got all of his food recommendations from Guy Fieri uh, because wow. he was so obsessed with Diners, Drives, and the Dive. Oh which is an iconic TV show. Yeah. Also, just really quick, will you please recreate what you told me before we got on mic about Guy Fieri? <laughs> I tell you all my secret thoughts about everything uh-huh. off mic, so this feels uh, bad. But um, <laughs> I I don't know. I say, you could say it. Okay. I don't care. We were talking about Guy Fieri, and she just totally unironically and earnestly goes, Guy Fieri is so legitimately fucking cool. <laughs> 
<laughs> he is. He absolutely is. And I won't I won't back down. Just a teeny. What is it? Like the Crocs, the flame it's shirt, like decaf attitude. He's rocked That's that true. same look like <laughs> for his entire life. He like is unapologetically into like really bad food for you, which That's is like very true. uncool these days. Uh-huh. That's, loves That's dairy, true. loves carbs, <laughs> loves saturated fats, which like really is like kaput on now. So cool. Yeah. yeah. It's very cool. I love an unofficial is his worst take of the week. <laughs> okay, moving on to our next category. It's this week in social media. Kate, start us off. It's a robust category. First of all, Fleabag season two came out May 17th. TV Twitter, which maybe just me I'm a member of, mm-hmm. yeah. um, has been overrun with hot priest discourse. Kaya is like looking at me. She's vibing with me on this. <laughs> Everyone else in the room is like not that into it. Andrew Scott plays a priest on Fleabag season two. Uh-huh. Spoiler warning. There's like, oh, he's basically the love interest for Phoebe Waller-Bridge in this season. The sexual chemistry of Andrew Scott and Phoebe Waller-Bridge in this season of Fleabag is life-changing. And dirtbag <laughs> priest gifts have taken over Twitter. Dirt. People cannot deal with the priest thirst. Wow. Um, and just watching, like, largely female professional TV critics, like, <laughs> lose their shit over gifts of Andrew Scott, like, speaking in an Irish accent or, like, rubbing his hair or just looking at Phoebe Waller-Bridge wow. has really been an experience. What's so good week. about him? Also, why is he called dirtbag priest? He's kind of a dirtbag priest. Oh, he's a priest. Oh, oh, oh now I <laughs> get it. Okay. He says fuck a lot. Oh, he's, okay. you know, he's the classic dirtbag priest. Wow. Okay. Um, and everyone just needs to watch Fleabag to experience it for themselves. I really can't put it into words, but it's been really fun to watch Twitter just lose their shit over it this week. Um, tea Time is really pro thirsty enough to like, I know, that's weird why I'm so telling I know you. that we're fine with this. I'm that's telling funny. you. All right, next thing in social media. Um, it's just Kim, you know, <laughs> taking to Twitter to air her grievances because that's what she does. That's what, no, normal people don't do that. They, like, call the service hotlines. <laughs> duh. And But she duh. was like, hey, Jack in the Box, I'm not going to out you, but, like, can someone contact me? Because I have a couple of complaints. Pronto. And it's just like, Kim, and stop. They, they were like, we can't DM yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> I think Kim Kardashian would have had an easier time calling the CEO of Jack in the Box yeah. directly oh on his cell phone or home phone. Like, the fact that she put it on Twitter, she's almost too big to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. 100%. B-list celebs like Julianne Huff can be like, at Delta, my flight's right. been delayed 10 right. times. What the fuck? Kim Kardashian is Just, like even above yeah. that, you know? Also, real quick, who goes to Jack in the Box? Whoa. Katie? Anyone? Oh, I mean, I haven't yeah. in a while, but like, I've I mean, I don't, but once, I feel like, you know, no one goes to Jack in the Box. Kim Kardashian, also, don't go to Jack in the Box. I, as someone who works in social media, like, it's annoying when brands try to jump on it, even though, you know, we have to sometimes, but yeah. like, there were f- at least 14 different brands that jumped on this Ew, tweet. I know. Oh, that were that. like, SMH, definitely not the move. And, but and like, just like, like Wendy said that. So it's like uh, all these fast food chains came out trying to be cool on the internet. But steak? Steakum had the same sentiments. Kim, why are you going to Jack in the Box? LOL. <laughs> you and Steakum really are on the same page. <laughs> I actually run the Steakum social media. <laughs> it's a side gig. Um, this is a weird category. Other thing in social media this week is Leonardo DiCaprio is a 
basic B Instagram <laughs> boyfriend. Um, yeah. As we've been discussing the Cannes Film Festival, he's there with his girlfriend, Tea Time's favorite, Cammie Moreau. Ooh, or Liz. favorite? <laughs> My favorite couple of all time. Um, so they're both there. She's actually promoting her own movie, Mickey and the Bear, but has been walking the red carpet and obviously supporting Leo. But the thing that stuck out on social media this week was they're both staying at the Hotel to Cap Eden Rock in Antibes. And they were posing. Um, they were sitting outside the like very beautiful, very picturesque hotel. Mm. And Leonardo DiCaprio, A-list actor since like 1982, <laughs> is on his effing iPhone taking pictures of his girlfriend, Cammie Marone, like every other like wow. man on the streets of Los Angeles <laughs> named Mike. That's like, I <laughs> could not believe. She was posing. She was like flaunching it. She's she in this really beautiful was. white really sundress. Top. <laughs> like, he is no better than the, the men on the streets of like Echo Park oh, taking pictures of their You Jay-Z doing it. If Jay-Z can be an Instagram boyfriend for I guess Beyonce, that's true. No Instagram one's above, husband. Yeah. yeah. No one's above this being an Instagram boyfriend. This is giving does oh, it that's for true. Chrissy Teigen. Yeah. So everyone reminds, does it. This the, reminds me of when he was like with Blake Lively kind of and he and they were like she was sending him doll pics remember doll pics no. what are you talking about no. you can't it. just throw <laughs> sorry we'll discuss that later I guess put a pin in that and I'll come back to it the other thing that stuck out was that he was doing it horizontally which oh. in any like this is why he's so not with it is <laughs> right. because you gotta do this that this is vertical. why he's like 40 right. something yeah his technique <laughs> his technique needs work yeah other thing just again a really odd category is this week uh Lil Nas uh, of Old Town Road fame. Yes. Gifted with Postmates, Billy Ray Cyrus a Maserati. And I, that's Who a pretty knew? confusing sentence, so I'm going to rephrase that. <laughs> Lil Nas and Billy Ray Cyrus of Old Town Road fame. Yes. How do you say this? It's so confusing. Postmates gave Billy Ray Cyrus a, a Maserati. A Maserati. But it was from Lil Nas, right? Yes. He, deli- he, he used Postmates it. to deliver <laughs> but what a Maserati. The hell? I, I Which, don't can know. they do that? Well, Apparently, I mean, for I have, just for yeah. Lil Nas. I have been on Postmates before. And like, at first it was just... Same. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I know. Trust me, I've had the same guy like text me a couple times being like, I'm outside with your food. But anyway. Incredible. Um, they're... They, you can order like makeup, like Mac makeup this from there. This is different, really? Amelia. Yeah. This is a Maserati. Well, <laughs> Wait, I didn't like, know that. I didn't know you could do Yeah, you can do CVS. You can do all types of things. Huh. I, obviously, <laughs> Postmates wanted the shout out and wanted the clout. Anyway, so he sure. was like posting all up on Instagram. He drove in. The Postmates driver was driving the Maserati. Oh, Lil Nas nice. is in the back filming. They're blasting <laughs> Old Town Road. Knocks on the door says like come outside with me Billy Ray is like oh my god no 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 way Billy Ray has a great Billy Ray impression and hops in the driver's seat <laughs> they pull away and the Postmates driver is in Billy Ray Cyrus's driveway just waving goodbye like he's <laughs> gone like he was left in Billy Ray Cyrus's house there are worse places what? to be left I, I mean guess. I suppose and the only thing that I really want to talk about is that accidentally like Lil Nas like kind of pans down to knock on the door yeah Billy Ray Cyrus's doormat says oh please remove your Balenciagas Incredible. Does sure. anyone, this hush fell over the well, room. Like, is that not the weird? I have weird? to <laughs> it. I expect that from like Chris Jenner, not yeah. Billy Ray. I don't know. Billy Ray. Also, why does why is Lil Nas buying a Maserati for Billy Ray? <laughs> Billy Ray should Who's be buying money? Money? Seriously, it's gotta though. be Billy Ray. Uh, yeah. I have no idea. Wow. That's crazy. Okay, last thing in this cursed category. Yes, this is short, but you know, it's Memorial Weekend. Is mm-hmm. this month coming Monday? And I I think we're all looking forward to a patriotic tweet from Mr. <laughs> Worldwide himself, Pitbull. <laughs> because if you look, if you Google Memorial Day tweet 
Pitbull, there are several uh, tweets that come up. Links. It's a yearly tradition. It's a yearly him. tradition. He says something like, "Today we remember those who made the ultimate sacrifice for America." Hashtag Memorial Day, and then it's a, always a picture of him with like some American flag background. It's the weirdest. <laughs> it's like thing. Photoshop, where it's like half him, half American flag. Yeah, like really dramatic. I did not know about this until just now, and Amelia blessedly it, shared it with us. <laughs> Uh, it's incredible. It just, yeah, it reminds me of all those really not tasteful tweets. Like, remember when Rihanna, it was like 9-11's, uh, like, yeah. remembrance, and she posted, she's like, hashtag re-r-i-h member. Oh, and it was like, no, 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 You can't do that. You can't. Or when the SpaghettiOs had like, Pearl Harbor. Oh, it was hashtag reflect. Oh, reflect. Sorry. Yeah. It's was just from, not oh good. My God, that was from September 2012. That's too recent. That's <laughs> way too recent. 2007 situation. Yeah. Yeah. You do yep. not say that. It's not Yikes. good. It's Past not that good. year. Wow. Wow. Moving on. Please. Okay. Next category is Tea Time's biggest relationship news ever. Amelia, start us off. You know, I'd like to say this is a happy moment for me and the world, but it's not. Mm. It's fine. Uh, Colin Jost of SNL fame, I guess. Quote fame. <laughs> yeah. And Scarlett Johansson uh, recently got engaged. I think they've been dating for a like a, a year, a couple uh-huh. years. Mm-hmm. And all I'm just going to say is that if you want definitive proof that straight white male privilege is alive and thriving, uh-huh. look no further than Colin Jost's Wikipedia page. All right? Wow. Colin Jost in general. Also, there have been some really good tweets about this where people are like, an interracial couple <laughs> getting married. And people were like, hashtag Jost in the shell, like ghost in the shell. <laughs> oh my God. Um, it's, honestly, that will never not be a part of Scarlett Johansson's brand. Agreed. Um, and Colin Lord, Jost yeah. doesn't have a great, he's also no, like yeah. epitome they white. Really Person brand. They deserve each other, honestly. <laughs> they, do. they really do. Congrats to them sad. both. Kind of, not really. <laughs> um, also, a secret wedding ceremonies are very in right now. Mm-hmm. Zoe Kravitz just it, it was just reported to Us Weekly that Zoe Kravitz and Carl Glusman, I believe is how you pronounce it. I could be totally wrong. Got married in 2018 at some point recently. He proposed February 2018. They had a very super chill secret wedding, apparently, and then they're going to have a big ceremony in France. Um, just but yeah. like Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner big right I know in yeah. yeah it's very that's popular that's the thing it really um, so maybe that's like hmm. the cool celebrity trend yeah right a lot now. maybe other things this is some bad news uh, Kendall Jenner and Ben Simmons are officially done and mm. not only are we reporting on it but Page Six People Cosmo L and even Fox News everybody's wow. talking about wow. this breakup it crosses wow. political Teasing boundaries with their finger on the button the this week <laughs> exactly and guess what I looked through all of these articles no one has any damn info but that they just broke up which means Chris Jenner leaked it to yeah. the masses wow. but she is doing some classic like 20 something post breakup yeah. social media because mm. she's posting some Instagram um, stories that are very cryptic Tyler the Creator off of his new album has a song that's titled I Don't Love You Anymore oh shit she posted oh. that oh. and she posted some lyrics that were like call me blah 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 so she's going through it they've been linked actually since March of last year so it's been yeah. a while although she's in the best way kind of a man-eater because she's young, she's beautiful, she's rich, like, go yeah. off and go. Her name also fits with, like, anyone. Like, she has the, yeah. like, Hendel, Bendel. That's true. Like, I know. <laughs> she could go for anyone next. She could. Best of luck to you, Kendall Jenner. The world Jenner. is her oyster. And then last thing, Psalm West. Psalm West. Baby boy, born, fourth child of the Kardashian empire. Honestly, the name fits with the brand. <laughs> it sure it does. It does. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah, they released like a tweet and like a picture of him in like this sort of like crib bassinet, and everyone was like, "This is such an unsafe sleeping environment." For <laughs> they a had seventeen thousand blankets on that child. Like, blankets. It's like one big pillow bed inside it's, of another he's just crib. Swaddled. It's mid May. They and Calabasas. You don't need that kind of like no. weather protection. Yeah, everyone was like, "I can't even focus on the name. I'm like too worried about this child's <laughs> sleeping child. environment." Yeah. Um. So that's tough, but you know, Psalm West. It's fine. Yeah. Congrats to that family. Yeah. <laughs> Before we get into Tea Time Investigates, is a quick word from our sponsor. If you're a podcast and movie fan like we are, then you need to check out Luminary. They've just launched a bunch of great original shows that you can only find on their platform, including a spinoff of our show, The Rewatchables, called The Rewatchables 1999. Rewatchables 1999 dissects the most iconic movies from 1999, an all-time great year in film. Each episode breaks down a different movie with highly specific categories, analyzing it from every possible angle. The categories include most rewatchable scene, who won the movie, best quote, could this movie be made into a Netflix series in 2019, the overacting award, and many more. The series will cover American Pie, Office Space, The Matrix, and more classics from 99. The Luminary app is free to download, and you can use it to listen to thousands of podcasts, including the ones you already love. All enhanced by an easy-to-use interface with personalized content recommendations. Whether you're into movies, music, sports, comedy, or more, Luminary has the right show for you. If you love podcasts, then you need to check out Luminary. Get your first two months of access to Luminary's premium content for free when you sign up at luminary.link slash channel 33. After that, it's $7.99 per month. That's luminary.link slash channel 33 for two months of free access. Luminary.link slash channel 33. Cancel anytime. Terms apply. Okay, I'm really, really excited about this category. This is Tea Time Investigates. Yeah. We are investigating Katherine Schwarzenegger's dog podcast <laughs> called The Dog That Changed Me. And this came up as it always freaking does on Friday after we record. <laughs> we start talking about something that I can't stop thinking about all week. And I don't know who brought this up. We're like, do you guys know about Katherine Schwarzenegger's dog podcast or whatever? I think unfortunately it was me. Um, and I apologize to everyone for what's about to happen because of that. Uh, Chris Pratt posted about it on his Instagram. He was like, my babe has a great new podcast. Ah! And so then I obviously clicked on hers. And it's (laughs) it's a sponsored podcast. Indeed. Sponsored by Pedigree. Uh Uh-huh. Kate. Um, Wow. And yeah. It's shining a light. Liz did another, like, putting way too much work into this. <laughs> How many episodes did you listen to of this podcast? I listened podcast? to three and a half. Oh, three and a half whole there's episodes. There's, like, six God total. bless you. Honestly, God bless you. All right, you. give us the rundown. Listen up, you guys. This is a nine-episode limited series okay. podcast All sponsored right. by Pedigree, and it's shining a light on pet adoption, which is for a good cause. Sure. I totally agree. Yeah, let's make sure we all, we're very pro-dog. No, yeah, this is great. We are pro-adoption. to make fun of this podcast, but we need to make sure that, you know, we're pro-rescuing Dogs. Yes. Indeed. Yes. Okay. Um, the now little we can make hook fun of it. for every podcast <laughs> episode is it's fun stories with wonderful people about their adorable rescue pups. So like, okay. Wow. <laughs> I'm not joking when I say that like I could have any one of us really who's ever seen a dog <laughs> could have interviewed the same group of people and had the same effing conversations about yeah. their own dogs. Yeah. It is exactly as advertised. Catherine Schwarzenegger little sweet as a button, gets on a mic and just asks, what I listened to was Mandy Moore, Julianne oh. Hoff, and Haley Duff. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a trifecta. <laughs> she, uh, it's as if like, she, she's just like, so what's your dog's story? And they're like, well, I adopted it. And it's like, so like, she's so cute, right? And they're like, oh my God, yeah. <laughs> and then that's basically 
28 minutes. And oh my God. I don't really have much else to say. And I listened to like a total of 65 minutes of this dog podcast content. Wait, wait. I'm not, and there are no visuals that go along with this. No, I'm sure she took an Instagram later to like, you know, advertise Promote, it. Yeah. But the dogs aren't there. They're just talking about like the dog's fleas and like, you know, oh shot treatments. And then oh it's basically the entire thing. And I am guilty of this too. I really am. You know, Haley Duff, for example, will be like, I love her. She's such a cutie. She has such a good personality. Like, it was so good for me. And the whole time, Catherine Schwarzenegger is just going, 100%. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. Oh, my God. And I just feel like there's a more engaged way to talk about these things. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. (laughs) So we're investigating it because we're like, Catherine Schwarzenegger, why? (laughs) Okay, great question. Because if you look at Catherine Schwarzenegger's history, like, she came out with a book. She has a college degree. Her mom is freaking Maria Shriver. Yeah. You you have so much to talk about that doesn't involve dogs. That's true. Like, I just don't— I would be much more curious to hear about her life. I think this is the most boring facet of this woman's, like, entire personality. She's built, like, somewhat of a brand about, like, body acceptance and positivity. Yeah. Why not do that? I would listen to a podcast about her family in general. Like, obviously, she's on a lot of personal info she probably doesn't want to talk about. But invite on her sisters. Invite on her brother. Invite on a Kennedy. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Also, the pull, obviously, all these people she knew personally. Right. And you know what's also funny is she starts every podcast, and I think this is just a nervous tick someone should tell her to not. (laughs) She starts off, literally the first opening sentence is, okay, and we were just talking about your pet dog, like Rufus, blah, blah, blah. She always goes, we were just talking about this. And then she intros for 17 minutes talking about what they were talking about off mic. Oh my God. About what they were supposed to be talking on mic. It's just truly bizarre. I don't know. A hundred percent. Needs some rework. I don't know. Also real quick, I wanted, again, we're very pro dogs on this podcast. Mm. And I can't wait to listen to this and be like, we're doing a lot of really annoying ticks that we just went after (laughs) Catherine Schwarzenegger for doing. But it's fine. It's fine. Celebrity dogs that I would listen to a podcast about. Go ahead. There are a couple. First of all, Amanda Seyfried's dog, Finn, is an Australian Shepherd. Yeah. If you know, you know. He's like the cutest celebrity dog. Truly. I would listen to an hour-long podcast about Finn and his fleas and his shots. (laughs) Yeah. John Mulaney's French Bulldog, Petunia. That would be. I would listen to John Mulaney talk about his dog French for an hour. Dog. Agreed. Uh, Chris Evans. Yes. Yes. Thank you. I, I was looking for this. There feels like there's a decent chance that Chris Evans ends up on some iteration of a dog podcast sometime soon, if he hasn't already. His dog is a rescue named Dodger. Mm-hmm. All he does is talk uh-huh. about this dog. I would listen to him <laughs> talk about this dog for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And finally, Lena Dunham. Oh now, shit! Wow, that would be wow. A dark. Wow. I had to look up whether she had any pets still alive. Dark, um, because so dark. There was Damn. a run. If you look up Lena Dunham yep. pets, there are a thousand different sort of just articles about how she had a bunch of pets die, or mm-hmm. she had to like give them away in a row. You know, it's a tough run. It's tough for any pet owner, but she still has a ton of pets. Among them are quite possibly the ugliest dog I've ever seen in my entire life. Its name is Ingrid, and I was looking up pictures today on her Instagram and literally could not believe how ugly it was. It's like a rat mixed with a pug. I have never seen you laugh so hard at this job, (laughs) and we have worked together for over a year. It is it was, you nightmare were, fuel. You were laughing at the sight of the dog. I, there was nothing funny about it. You just cannot, like I, I can't even process how ugly it is. It's 
hideous. Can I add one wow. more um, dog that has yeah. obviously seen some shit just like Linda Dunham's dogs yeah. have seen? Orlando Bloom's dog, Mighty, mm. the cute oh little fuzzy like brown dog. He's been with him since Miranda Kerr. Oh. And now like him and Katy Perry oh. kind of like switch off taking care of the dog. And like that's another dog where you just right. know they've seen that something. That dog has been through, yeah. Yes. Wow. Yeah, I would I would listen to a podcast about them. I just totally, when you said like no. Lena Dunham and her dog history, I was like, oh my God, you know who else has a bad dog history? Chris Pratt. Why? Does he? Because <laughs> he and Anna Ferris had like adopted this dog <gasps> or something. You're right. And they were fined $5,000 after their emaciated rescue dog was what? found homeless. What? Yes. And this was five years after Chris Pratt tried to give their cat away on Twitter. <laughs> Wait, I've seen all so the blood vessels in a million days. <laughs> Pulse. Wow, oh you're right. Kai is in the corner, absolutely losing it. Oh okay. my god, this dog discourse is exhausting. This um, has turned into something different, and we're gonna move on. <laughs> Tea time. Pro dogs. Pro dogs. Pro dogs. Okay. All right. right. This is another important category from other reasons. This is Tea Time tries really, really hard to relate to other Ringer content. Today on the website, it is high school movie day. So check it out on Mm theringer.com. We're going to give some reactions, our thoughts on high school movies, like what they missed, what they did right, and high school archetypes. Who wants to start off? And real quick, this is tied to the release of Booksmart this weekend, which is why we're doing it. So we did a full ranking of basically people's favorite the 25 best high school movies. Yes. Bar none. Right. Obviously, anytime The Ringer ranks anything, it's very controversial. I personally did not have any input in this ranking. Did you? Did anyone on this podcast? No. 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 Okay, great. So we can tear it apart. <laughs> okay. So basically, number one was Clueless. Mm-hmm. There are 25 of them. Sure. Number 25 was High School Musical. Everything else is sort of slotted in between those two. Why not? And did you two write for it? I know you did, Kate. I did two blurbs. I did the High School Musical blurb and I did the nice. To All the Boys I've Loved Before blurb. Great. Those nice. are great movies. Thank you. They are really They're good movies. exceptional. They deserve to be higher up, I would say, on the list. That's I'm, my first quibble. The cultural, I know I sound like a crazy person, but the cultural impact of High School Musical. It's huge. It's huge. First of all, you have to remember, it was a Disney Channel original movie. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> when we were in school and High School Musical came out, it Dude, was like, it was huge. Huge. And I was in choir. I wrote this in my blurb. I was in choir and I had to perform We're All in This Together like oh three separate times. Oh my God. Oh my God. rendition right now. I, I still, will pay you. I could like still do the choreo. <laughs> like, She's dancing for those who don't have the, I did, like, the privilege. I did a seated rendition. Uh-huh. It is like stuck in my brain until the end of time. It was like the classic like high school pep rally song yeah. yes. for so long. And I did go to like a really big like Indiana high school that was like red and white. Like mm-hmm. we were like, a little bit similar to obviously not like dancing in the corridors but yeah. kind of similar similar to like the high school musical high school. Yeah. And it cannot be understated that Zac Efron was catapulted oh to A-list fame. God. So if you all like his abs now, you can thank High School Musical <laughs> exactly. for that. And he's yep. never better than when he is in musicals. He Agreed. started there and he should always, yep. he, he should, should have go back. stayed there. He really should. High School Musical yeah. hairspray. He's great. Oh my musicals. God, I forgot that In movie. general. Also, I think to talk about the other movie we discussed, uh-huh. I saw The Boys Love Before. I feel like it's really low. It's 21 out of 25. It's, yeah. Feels like... Uh, 
the people aren't actually grasping like what this did for young people like currently. Yeah. Right. I think it like you could argue that recency bias is like why we love it so much. Sure. But I think it also had that work against it and they yeah. were like, oh, it's too recent. We have to put it lower down. Right. For those who haven't looked at this ranking yet, the top yes. three are Clueless as number one, Super Bad as number two, and Mean Girls as number three, which is yeah. not bad. Mean Girls no. for sure should yeah. be in right. the top three. I actually uh, love Super Bad. I think it's, it's such I a mean, funny movie. Every movie on this list is pretty good. Yeah. They want, I have an extreme bias against She's All That. I think it's a garbage movie. That's I've number 29. I hate it a lot. Why? It's just bad. Mm. There are all these like problematic parts, which like fine, okay. Oh, there are a lot sure. of like older movies on this list that are problematic. Yeah. It's just not good. Yeah. Freddie Prince Jr. like doesn't do it for me. Rachel Lee Cook. There's a reason that this is her only big movie. Oh, She's damn! damn. Oh, sorry. Wow. Sorry. Okay, <laughs> Josie and the Pussycats. I, <laughs> Excuse you. I mean, listen. Uh, it's it's just bad. It's a bad movie. I have two other here. questions in regards to this list. Mm-hmm. One. Justice for boarding schools. The only yeah. thing that's really revolved oh. around boarding schools is Rushmore. And I think that is such a fun— Granted, I didn't go, so that's probably why I think it's, like, <laughs> idyllic fun place. Uh-huh. Sure. But it's basically, like, teens running around like chickens with their heads cut off with <laughs> no supervision for, as it yeah. appears in movies. So yeah. I feel like we should have included more in that. Yeah, what was— She's the Man, right, was the one that— I talk about. freaking love that movie. I love think it's great. so funny. Yeah, It's just, I love when they do those, like, Shakespeare, based on Shakespeare play yeah. movies. Yeah. That one, uh, there's one that not a lot of people have heard about, but it's called Get Over It. It's, like, I think a 2001 mm. film with Kirsten Dunst, Ben Foster, wow. Cisco. I'm sold. Cisco? Yes. <laughs> and there's a, twist. I know, there's a musical number. It's, oh, my God. Damn. It's based on A Midsummer Night's Dream, and it's just, it's so oh, funny. Yeah. It's nice. There's so also, many Also, speaking great of ones. Shakespeare, uh, mm-hmm. 10 Things I Hate About You uh, should have been further up. First, yes. number 10, that's within yes. top five. Yeah, yes. I agree. 100%. Also, talking about boarding schools, does Harry Potter count as a high school movie? I was just thinking oh that. I mean, not musical, movie, I, high school movie. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. I think it definitely and it does. has, what we're going to talk about next is like all the archetypes in this mm. movie. It has all of those things. It has like oh my God. the yeah. pretty, nerdy, book smart yes. girl. It has the like confident, cocky, but yeah. really mean. Probably yeah, just really like kids. too complicated to fit into this list. But I, I would know. say like the themes are the counts. same. Yeah. We also did a post on archetypes of like high school movie casts. Yes. Mm-hmm. So Amelia and I both contributed to this. It was like, build your perfect high school movie cast based on like character archetypes yeah. from different movies. So like, for example, like the bad boy from all of these movies could be like Heath Ledger <laughs> and 10 Things I Hate yeah. About You, Kyle, Timothy Chalamet and Lady Bird, mm-hmm. um, like Nick Cage and Valley Girl, mm-hmm. Ryan Phillippe and Cruel Intentions, yeah. Danny Zuko and Grease. So like you could oh, take any Greece. of like your favorite archetypes from these movies and like build, build a cast. Build a cast. What did you, what were like your top picks? I... Freaking love Rachel McAdams in Mean Girls. <laughs> you can't beat it. It's yeah, so like, there's good. a reason she's no the one mean did girl. it better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and she was 25 when she's this movie so came out, and yeah. and she just is, embodies that bitchy mean girl. Mm-hmm. And it's just give her the Oscar already, honestly. <laughs> Um, I picked just like tried to pick like some random ones. Yeah. Have you guys ever seen The Duff with yes. Mae Whitman? <laughs> yes. No, I've heard, heard of the it book, though. And then I saw the movie wow. and I thought they both were really good. Oh. So I had Bianca Piper from The Duff as like my like funny, smart, like quote unquote unpopular nice. girl. Mm-hmm. I had Krista, who's Haley Lou Richardson in The Edge of 17, as like the funny uh, yeah. best friend. Sure. Haley Seinfeld, great in The Edge of 17. Mm-hmm. She's great, a great actress. Movie yeah. In general. And then Lloyd Dobler in Say Anything is like my ultimate, like nice, nice, goofy, nice guy. Yeah. yeah. I love Say Anything. That also should have been high. Up on yeah. The list. Was anything too high? Like I think Lady Bird was like a bit high. I would <laughs> not gonna lie. I would agree. I yeah. would, Lady Bird top ten, not top five. Agreed. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Just give it a few more years. You know. Like, yeah. Anyway, check that out on theringer.com, please. 
Next category is not worth the tea. Another, oh boy. Another weird one. Amelia, please start. Buckle up. Okay, so just let's just get it over with. Um, Justin Bieber mm-hmm. of, you know, fame and weeping with the Bible. He <laughs> the two things he's known for. What the hell kind of intro was that for him? <laughs> it's been a tough couple uh, months for him. Pause, yeah. fame, pause, and weeping. Okay, keep going. Um, sure. So he apparently is making a deodorant. Oh boy. But are we really going to trust a guy who walks around in public with hair that looks like it has not seen soap in <laughs> weeks? I agree. You don't think, you don't like hear Justin Bieber and think like hygiene. Right. You but, know? Oh my God. But Hayley just, Bieber is also coming out with that with makeup line. line. So yes. the Biebers are trying the to like get into, are, everyone's trying to get into that. I know. Oh, actually, side note. So I saw that Kylie's skin uh-huh. launched. It's all sold out. Even the freaking Walnut scrub. You guys, oh. listen to our podcast. It's not good for it's you. It's because Liz got it to wash her legs with. Um, next up. <laughs> next up is Roseanne Barr, a cursed individual <laughs> and someone I wish we could never talk about again, was caught by TMZ at LAX and they are talking about the adjustments she's made to her Twitter presence, which has oh notoriously gotten her in a shit ton of trouble because she is a bad human being. Yes. She's like anti-Semitic, racist, homophobic, you name it, Roseanne Barr is. Is it, yeah. Um, so they're asking like what she's done to change her like t- online presence and she says instead of posting on her verified Roseanne Barr account, she just uses anonymous troll accounts that she sets up herself to really air what she truly thinks, which is so not worth the tea, but more just like so effed up because she obviously has not had a change of heart. Like she got her show canceled because she was a horrible human being and like has been kind of just like banned from the Hollywood Uh community because (laughs) of her thoughts. So instead of taking a look inwards, she's just as posting like with her egg spewing horrible shit as someone who doesn't like to tweet from your own account would you ever do that like tweet your real opinions from like an anonymous account listen but my real opinions are that like justice for country strong what if Paltrow is the greatest actress of all time breaking the Mila Kunis Ashton Kutcher romance exactly you're right so you can just do it from your own yeah and she for the record blamed those tweets with all these horrible opinions on Ambien and now we know this is people blaming Ambien for everything (laughs) Tiger Woods, now Roseanne Barge. (laughs) Yes. All right, next one. Constance Wu having just a real run here. Oh, my God. Um, First, she had the whole controversy where Fresh Off the Boat got picked up for another season. (laughs) She, like, freaked out online. Also, real quick, Gemma Uh, Chan. You know, there was the whole, like, thing between them where Gemma Chan faved a tweet about how Constance Wu was a diva. Yeah. Um, Gemma Chan's show just got canceled, and she had, like, this super, like, elegant and, like, oh, I'm going to miss everyone who worked on it. Like, I'm so sad that I can't do this anymore. Extremely on the nose. Like, but, like, very elegant shade. I kind of love that. I would expect from Gemma Chan. Um, So, anyway, on the next news for Constance Wu is she's in trouble for renting a Manhattan penthouse while she was filming Hustlers, but letting her pet bunny roam around the place and poop literally everywhere. Her pet bunny, Lita Rose, um, apparently like just absolutely trashed. She hired a a housekeeper to clean up after her bunny. The housekeeper apparently reportedly raised the alarm and like called the people who own the apartment because it was literally like unfixable. Like she was like, this <laughs> rabbit has shit everywhere. Security. It's like, apparently, according to a source in the building, the bunny totally destroyed the place. There was poop and pee everywhere and the actress had done nothing to clean it up. Uh. And, and the rabbit even sleeps with Constance Wu 
and there was poop in the bed. How much? Oh my god, that's disgusting. How According much to the source. damage can a rabbit really do, or how long do you have to leave it unattended? That it right. So that, I apparently they did nothing. She did nothing to clean well, up. See, after that's um, I have a friend who has a couple rabbits, uh-huh. and uh, when I was visiting her when she lived in Brooklyn, uh-huh. she had a pen that yeah, she would right. put them because they have to. Yeah, that's what they said out. is that, that she it needs to be in a, in a right. Pen. But you can put it if it if this is a freaking penthouse, you can like. Corner off a right. section. It have an, an entire wing exactly. to itself right. if it yeah. wanted to. This is like very the favorite with like Olivia Colman's oh rabbits like yeah. running everywhere. It's so like a little freaky. Ugh. Anyway, there's like and you know there are reports where it's like oh like that's not true. It was in a pen. So you know conflicting sources on the rabbit. Regardless, drama. it's disgusting. But, but regardless, very tough run. They for do Constance. yeah poop a lot and like my friend's bookcase got ruined because her rabbits just rabbits her. Thank you for providing Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> Amelia providing insider uh, info on rabbit on rabbit hair. <laughs> um, also, extremely not worth the tea. Maisie Williams wants to make dolls with skin suits post Game of Thrones. The girl needs a new hobby. She did an interview where she talked about how she wants to do doll making. She said, I want to make a little doll, but with super strange proportions, like really long arms and a huge head and a little doll face. What? And then she said... I had an epiphany. I think I was born to make dolls. I want them to have tiny little hands and tiny little fingers and skin suits that you sew them in. And then she keeps going on and she's like talking about the skin suits. And she's like, I want to be, this, I want them to be like tiny little people, like real people with skin. Even the armature wire I bought is red so that it's like veins. So then oh. when I do the felting for the body, I want to put a little heart in there. So she's like really into, she basically like Sophie Turner is off partying with Joe Jonas, getting married, Starring in X-Men, like that's like her post Game of Thrones career. And Arya Stark, poor Maisie Williams is over here making dolls. Guess what? They're both on crack <laughs> yeah. making those Tom. decisions. She Very has tough. stolen Sophie Turner's jewel and is hitting it hard. Yeah, this is my own fault. I put this link into our group chat and I am sorry. That was not I really even what I thought you were going to say. That's Jeez, disgusting. All right, last thing, Amelia. Yes, finally, this is going to be brief because it's just not worth the tea. Um, Moby, the techno singer guy, he released a, um, an autobiography and in it he claims that he dated Natalie Portman <laughs> to which she responded with like uh, no you were just like this creepy guy hitting on like an 18 year old and mm-hmm. then he posted on his Instagram being like oh I saw that Natalie Portman like conflicts what I assumed was like us dating and I'm very yeah. discouraged by this and it's just like you're weird. And then he also was like, oh, let me tell you about the time I dated Lana Del Rey. I and know. And really personal info. And guess what? Yeah. Lana Del Rey looked really good against him because she was like, I'm not going to sleep with you. Exactly. You sleep with everyone. Um, also, he posted the picture to like prove that they date Natalie Which Portman and just, him dated. It's like, was super creepy too. And it also just looks like he got it like at one of those like cons or something. It looks like he's it's a fan just, of her, like some yeah, right, celebrity Some creepy con- person. Yeah. And it's just like, he's kind of the type of guy who seems to me like he's been waiting for a moment like this yeah. just so he can like revel in his own self I know self-hatred. his book is like not something that we're he's just to, like yeah. blah and like Eminem said it best he was like you're old bye so <laughs> so bye all right we're wrapping up this week with Tea Time's most unanswerable question of the week I'm going first and my question is how long do we need to respectfully wait for the general public to catch up until revealing spoilers about something. So this can be said really at any point in the last couple years when like Twitter and reactions (laughs) have become so big. Game of Thrones recently, everyone was like up in arms about when you can tweet about what happened. Marvel, we ran into that issue. Like how many days can go by 
where you have to assume the public's caught up. So Chrissy Teigen this week got in trouble by the internet because the voice finale was earlier this week. And spoiler alert, John Legend and his singer Malin Jarman won the competition. The voice official account on Twitter tweeted that she won and John Legend Then it's okay. So then Chrissy Teigen tweeted and was like, congratulations. (laughs) And people were like, oh my God, how dare you, blah, blah, blah. The West Coast, I guess, was in the middle of watching it or something. And she then apologized. I mean, apologized, quote unquote. She said, I'm truly sorry for spoiling the voice tonight. I thought that since the official account tweeted it, it would be okay. But now I realize it wasn't. And I will make sure that when my husband wins something with someone, I will wait for each state (laughs) and every country before being excited. How long do you guys think we have to wait until you tweet something like that? It's actually wild. Ira Madison, who does the Keep It podcast, just Mm -hmm. tweeted last week. And somebody tweeted at him and was like, there was a Riverdale spoiler oh in today's God. podcast episode, and there was no warning before it. And you think it's okay to give a spoiler warning for Game of Thrones, but you won't give a spoiler warning for Riverdale? And he quote tweeted it and was like, this Riverdale episode happened five months ago. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I honestly, like, I, when I, I had to wait to watch Game of Thrones episodes four and five until the next day. Deleted my Twitter app. Didn't yeah. go on Instagram. Go. Yeah. Just don't go on social media. You just have to know with certain things. Yeah. Right. And like the voice, that's so stupid. If the voice Twitter so the account voice tweets it. it. Uh, right. right. And also right. like it's the voice. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like you have to know to a certain extent, like just stay off social media. Well, we do this right. with The Bachelor too. I just, on the finale, I just do not open up anything until right. it's yeah. over because guess what? That's just like what you have to do in 2019. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think there are certain things where it's like, Okay, if it's an episode of TV that is like the night of or whatever, mm-hmm. it's like I think it's okay because it's a live you TV. Think? You so know, you right. think like Game of Thrones, like you can tweet things. Like, yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah, part of, that's part of it. Everyone's like interacting with it, like sure. as it happens. People have really strong opinions about this. This is no, why it's kind of unanswerable. Yeah, I think for it's movies stupid, though. Yeah. There's a bit of right. a, yeah. a grayer line because, you know, I mean, it takes effort to go out to see right. a movie. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? and, and not everyone goes, like, the opening night. Right, exactly. Right. I would say, like, like I don't think I tweeted any, like, Endgame spoilers right. until the following week. The week, okay, a week. Yeah. okay. I think makes sense for movies. For Game of Thrones, it's like, if you're it's, not watching it you're not live, watching you're it, fucked. then bitch, sorry. Don't go yeah. on Twitter. <laughs> um, Agreed. My unanswerable question of the week. I put this in here and Liz thought Amelia put it in here, which <laughs> makes sense. My question is, how deep does Ben Affleck's allegiance to Dunkin' Donuts go? Dunkin' Donuts just dropped nail polish in eight wow. shades for, quote, diehard munchkin fans. Amelia. Is that what Dunkin' Donut fans are called? Oh, my are God, munchkins? are they? Amelia, you would know. Oh, Aren't I mean, you a Dunkin' yeah. Donuts? Yeah. <laughs> totally. I, I, I still have, like, 20 bucks on the card, so nice. maybe I'll I buy some Dunkin'. to the yeah, nail polish. nail polish. <laughs> um, Why so not? So there are eight different shades. There's, like, cocoa mocha, caramel craze, pistachio almond fudge, butter pecan, but I want to know is like, you know, I, male, like men wearing nail polishes in. Sure. Harry, sure. Harry Styles did it. Ben Affleck could do it. Okay. Also, side note, sorry, but what is this branding packaging? <laughs> this is the most generic Walgreens yeah, looking shit great. I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> they didn't put that much effort into oh, it. Oh, you really right. didn't. Um, but yeah, so like Ben Affleck, how much do you care? Show us how much you care. Step out with that. Oh, manicure. And you know what he could do? This is heads up for uh, his publicist. Have him do it with his children. I know. That'd be and a great And have them look. like paint it and yeah. then like share it to Instagram. Yeah. One that more was a thing free one. about this nail polish that I'm looking at. The America Runs on Duncan is like a very common expression. Yes. Everybody knows it. Yes. But their branding on this nail polish is a picture of the United States, a little man running, and then below it says Duncan. It's like Duncan Donuts. Yeah. Relax. You could have a lot of fun with this too. You could too. try order. There could have put more effort the in. The packaging could have been like a, a coffee cup or a 
donut. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, we'll I see. I just want to put the challenge out to Ben Affleck. Show us how much you care. Do it. Your daughters. All right. And off. Okay, so last week we did a little James Charles, Tati Westbrook, et cetera, et cetera, investigation. Mm-hmm. And of course, as as it always happens, Friday, you know, or it was Saturday, I don't mm-hmm. know, one of the days, he dropped another 40-minute long video as a response to Tati and pretty much cleared everything up. And mm-hmm. honestly, I watched the video. So did I. Liz watched it. Kate did not watch it. Kai, of course did you she did it. <laughs> Did I watch the second for it? No, the, no, I, didn't. I read a, Buzz, a BuzzFeed post about it though oh. that like laid out all the receipts. Yeah, and he actually did, I don't know he did a good job. He did. He I was, cleared I'm everything really up. Torn now. Yeah. I know, and I'm just like, can we just end influencers? Amelia, I think we have a long way to go <laughs> with influencers, especially since Instagram is still just so prevalent. I yeah. think we're not going to be done with influencers until 2023, and you, you can come find me in a couple will years. Still wow. be around when we're done with influencers. No, Which thing do you think will come first? The earth will explode into the sun yeah. based on climate change yeah. or influencers will no longer be a thing? I think the sun. I, think, I, I, think I, the sun I truly too. think so. I think the, do, like, the devastation of the earth yeah. will or come before. Or even I would say like the reckoning from like Jesus Christ back, like you know like <laughs> hell and earth from the Bible yeah. will come before we're done. The Antichrist yeah. will James, land. James Charles will outlive me, the earth. Seriously. <laughs> Maybe James Charles is the Antichrist. I oh don't my know. God. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> you always say the most egregious shit like in the last so 45 so seconds of this podcast. Just kidding. I, I actually he came off looking good. He did. He, he did. actually came off looking so much and better. And Tati came off looking like the 30 Tough. whatever I know. Thirty-seven woman yeah. she is this who's feud, bitter. This feud will still be happening when like the four horsemen like bring the apocalypse. Yeah, <laughs> totally. It'll be them and the cockroaches, uh, and then yeah, that's it. Look well, forward to that. We have to end on a high note. Uh, yeah, we have. The last couple weeks have <laughs> been just super dark. Once again, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, producer Kaya. I'm Miss Kelly. I'm Bidal, and I'm Amelia Waterford.